0: This episode of the Golf Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted piles to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. So sign up today and receive a $500 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. And we're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 of bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by PicksWise. PicksWise is the number one home of free sports betting picks. Visit PicksWise.com to make your next bet better. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Sign up at underdogfantasy.com with promo code SGPN and receive a $25 entry to the Best Ball Mania 2 for a chance to win a million dollars. And, of course, do not forget to download the SGPN app. SGPN is giving you a chance to win $100,000 NFL Week 1. What? That's a lot of money exclusively on the SGPN app. Go download it. All right, welcome back, D-Gens, for the DFS in betting show. It's myself, Boston Capper, and the god of golf himself, Steve Shermer. Steve, you ready for this week, baby? Oh, of course. I'm ready for this week. You know,
1: coming off the uh, live bet on Kevin Kisner, coming off your uh, tout show on Sunday. That's right. You know, there you go. And uh, listen, I mean, it's it's an awesome field. Uh You know, it's an okay golf course. I mean, you know, in one man's opinion. So but it's It's going to be entertaining. Like this is a golf course. There's going to be a lot of car crashes. I think there's going to be some drama on Sunday. I think we're going to get a stacked leaderboard. It'll be fun. So it's going to be fun to bet on and break down. And
0: uh, yeah, why don't we... uh, Why don't we get right to it? Yeah, we'll get right to it. But hey, listen, uh, we got to let you guys know we actually have a special guest, Pamela Malinato from Yahoo Sports. Uh, She's going to be breaking down some bets with us uh, at the end of the show. She'll make sure to stick around with that. Um, as normal, we are very long winded. So, uh, it's a pretty, uh, in-depth se- segment. So, uh, yeah. So stick around for the betting segment.
1: Yeah. We don't want to keep Pamela waiting. So we are going to zoom through the DFS portion. Yes. Sorry for all you guys who, uh, tune in for that portion, but no, we, uh, we got bigger fish to fry. So, That's so right. I, so I spent Sunday, you know, breaking down Liberty national, um, uh, my tastes haven't really changed as far as what I'm looking at. Uh, so I think, uh, I think Boston Capper, you know, you've had a chance to digest some things for a couple of days. Uh, Where Where's your head at as far as what you're looking for?
0: I mean, it really is a move, man. I mean, it's just uh, I want guys who are accurate off the tee. Um, form with the irons. I mean, it's almost the same thing for me every week. I mean, off the tee, I feel like is is important here. I don't care how wide the fairways are. Like, I feel like you need to give yourself a decent shot in. And, yeah, I mean, that's it, man. I mean, it's, it's the same shit every week for me.
1: Okay. All right. Now, I I want to talk about one thing you sent me last night about 1030 when you're going through uh, every single lean on Twitter or or to get some sort of edge. And uh, so you sent me a screenshot about. uh, Well, let's let's break this down. So somebody tweeted and this is why I'm not on Twitter. It was just tastes like this would make me mad. It's like, all right, so thirty three percent of all the approach shots at Liberty National are over two hundred yards. And you know, you sent this to me for just, you know, I guess
0: uh, just to share, bro, just to see what your thoughts were. You didn't yeah, have you to know, cost I, me. I, I think I think you need reassurances before you went all in a two hundred yard price. It's not even the assurance. It's just, hey, what's your opinion on this? It, it, okay. behind the curtain. I'm getting I'm getting like lashed with like the what was that old English whip? The 13, oh, the, the cat of nine tails. I'm getting cat of okay, nine tails from Steve because I sent him something off a of Twitter. I was like, dude, I was just sharing. You don't have to yell at me. <laughs> well, I mean, first
1: of all, my first response to seeing that tweet is like, all right, well, what about this other sixty-six percent of approach shots like, I hit that week? Yep. Yeah, fair, fair question. Right. Yeah, fair question. But, uh, the, the, but I started thinking about it, and I was it was puzzling me. And as I was trying to fall asleep, I mean, typically I'm just thinking about golf before I fall asleep, and something popped in my head, and I I texted you at about 1130 and it was this <laughs> manifesto about why this stat just doesn't actually make any sense it's actually kind of meaningless so so and that's i, texted, I texted but, oh, hold on hold on, hold on. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll hold on i'll get to that so six, so 33 percent is six out of 18 holes is over 200 yards with the approach at so six approach shots per round well three of them are just the par fives so all right so just par five scoring and who cares if, i mean, if you blast out the plane you still get up and down for birdie so that's fine, and then two of the two of the four par fours are over two hundred yards. So now you got a ball on a tee, you know, clean lie, and usually when you give any pro like a ball on a tee for two hundred yards, they're probably going to hit a pretty good approach shot. So I don't think that stat really means a whole lot this week. So if, if anyone's kind of, I mean, that, that sounds like a stat that makes you sound like you're smart, but. I don't know. I still think it. like, I mean, I, I just think I got, I think you got to take advantage of the par fives. That's like a, you know, normally every week, there's going to be a lot of short approach shots. I think you got to be good with your wedges this week. And uh, so, yeah, so I shared that with you and your response was, dude, why are you up at 1130?
0: <laughs> Fair with question. So with a cry face, And uh, no, wait, the cry face was after you were like, I was laying in bed and I was thinking about what you sent me. <laughs> I was like, this, this is-, is a. This Jesus is what I do twenty four seven. Jesus Christ! Yep. So. All yeah. right. Uh, well, not we talk about the weather report for Liberty National,
1: and yeah. um, well, the good news is for anyone who's been playing in just a sauna for the last couple of weeks, uh, you're going to get a little bit of a reprise from the uh, you know the hot temperatures. It's going to be pretty comfortable up in the Northeast, up in New Jersey. The bad news is it looks like it's going to rain pretty much every day. Uh, I guess there's a tropical storm that's going to roll through the Mid Atlantic. Uh, you know, just Bread. the remnants of it. Bread yeah, so yeah, Fred. thanks, Fred. Um uh, so looks like because of Fred, we're not gonna get any golf on Thursday. Uh, we're they're supposed to get like an inch of rain all day., uh, some rain on Friday. So golf course is gonna play pretty soft. uh, greens are gonna be soft. Fairways are actually gonna play a lot wider now just because balls not really gonna move once it hits the turf. It's gonna play longer though. so maybe that gives a little bit of an edge on distance this week, you know, we'll see. but uh. Yeah, I mean, I, um, you know, as far as like we, we'll talk about later about first round leader leans. I think those get all get thrown out the window because I don't know when these guys are actually going to finish the round or start. So we'll see. Fair point. But, all
0: right. Why don't we uh, take a little break? All right. Well, listen, win bet, uh, is Are you ready to win money and boost your odds? Win bet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, Jersey, Tennessee and Virginia. And we're bringing the excitement of the win Las Vegas to online sports betting, and casino play. Exclusive rewards right now at your fingertips. Get in all your favorite teams, players, and sports from the NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, WNBA, college football, and more. Great promo codes and odds and payouts are happening right now. Win bet from boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport. We have what you need to win. Are you ready to play? So go sign up today and receive a special offer, a risk-free $500 dollars risk free sports bet. A risk-free $500 bet. I mean, you really can't get any better than that. Download bet, win. Download the WinBet app now or da- or visit com to start winning today.
1: All right. Why don't we start breaking down these tiers? Uh, so, Boston Cam, why don't you uh, lead off at the uh, $10,000 range?
0: There's actually a fatter range than normal, man. I mean, we got two, four, six, seven. We got seven, two, four, six, seven guys above. So, we got Ram, DJ, Speed, Xander. Uh, Maury, Brooksy, and Rory. Uh, so Rom is just it, it's very, it's a very tough build with Rom. He literally has to win for it to pay off. So, with me, I'm taking DJ at he's sub seven percent ownership. DJ, anytime I see DJ with like less than 10, I'm it's like an autoplay, right? It's the same reason I bet his number at 18. Like, it is what it is. Like, give me DJ. I like I love Speed this week, but he's almost at seventeen percent. He's the chalk here. Um, I, if you're gonna go Stas and Scrubs, I would go DJ and Brooks. I've done some of those builds, and then DJ and Maury. I'm not I'm not particularly fading anybody up here, but the bills get tough, man. Um, but DJ is my favorite play up here. I'm not particularly fading anybody. I mean, any one of these guys can do it.
1: Okay, all right. I mean, I think I agree with you that. Yeah, you know, I, I said earlier it was kind of a tough build with DJ and Rom. I kind of I did some lineups there. Eh, yeah, I got some stuff I could like, but yeah. it's mostly because I had to really dumpster dive under seven thousand, <laughs> which we will talk about later. Yep. So I mean, listen, all the you can make a case for all these guys. They all have you know pretty good resumes. Listen, if any one of these guys wins, you know, no one's shocked. It, yeah, no one's shocked. So I guess of of my three that are my favorite. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm in the tank for Morikawa this week. Um, that was a guy that we talked about on Sunday when I just was describing this golf course. I'm like, well, it just seems like a Morikawa week if he can just putt. So, I yep. mean, he putt pretty well at the Olympics, putt really well at the Open Championship, didn't putt well last week at uh, the FedEx St. Jude Classic. I don't really care because it's Bermuda. It's a different putting surface, and he's never been good at Bermuda. So, good with him there. Uh, I'm kind of in the tank for Rory this week, too. I think he's the f- third or fourth most popular guy in this range. Um, I just I think he's starting to peak a little bit like the iron play's been really good lately. I've seen him have a decent potting performance on bankruptcy recently, which happened at the Olympics a couple weeks ago. Um, I just I I'll, I'll, I'm, we're going to talk about a lot of Rory a lot tonight. I'm going to say some of the comments for the betting portion, but I, he's starting to peak okay. and we might see a little bit of a heat wave with him coming back. And then is the Xander ownership real?
0: Like, no way. It, it's it's I've it never is seen disturbingly it. low. It's higher when he withdraws pre-tournament. Like this. when he withdraws pre-tournament, what do yeah. you mean? Yeah, like it, it, people still leave him in the lineup more. It's a joke, bro. It's a joke. <laughs> that <laughs> went way over my head. Jesus, I'm saying like people still leave him in the lineup. He's only six percent out. Okay, like, t- t- he could withdraw on a fucking Tuesday, and I could check this on a Wednesday, and he would still show twelve percent, meaning that the ownership right. is insane I,
1: I get it it's really it insane so yeah I, I don't understand why i mean i didn't have any high hopes for him at southwind it was a week after he won and flying back from tokyo and he sucked like who cares i'm throwing that week out yeah. it's the Bankgrass golf course it had a lot of success on Bankgrass. the iron play still really good and what if and i you're gonna roll your eyes very hard what if he finally kind of got the monkey off his back by winning something? He like didn't are, the fl- win. are the he did win. He Stop won a tournament. Stop it. No, he won a tournament. But fine. He had the lowest score at the end <sighs> of 72 holes and he won a tournament. So okay. what if the- what if the floodgates kind of just open now? So okay. and I see this golf course I like and like I think is he didn't pl- he missed the cut in 2019. But he hit the ball really well that week, and he actually lost a bunch, a billion strokes putting that week. That never happens for Xander on bentgrass greens. So we just putts pretty well this time. He's going to be in the mix. So if he's really low ownership, I kind of like that. I'll, I'll take a stab at Xander and just like now that he finally got the win off his back. Yeah. Maybe he's just starts like crushing it lately.
0: So yeah, those are my three in this range. I don't know about crushing it. Listen, I could definitely see him doing well in this tournament, right? And I love the ownership. I really do. But I just don't believe it. You look at it, you're like, there's no way, right? I know. There's
1: I'm no worried way. I'm, I'm worried I'm gonna get like overweight on Xander and then oh my god, oh, it's twenty-two
0: percent. Oh my god, no, like thirty percent. Like everybody's 20%. gonna look at it just like we're talking about, like, oh, it's only six? Oh fuck yeah, I'm jumping on Xander, but whatever. I, I have a bet on him later, so Okay. All right. There we go.
1: All right. Why don't we move uh, to $9,000 race? So, we got Justin Thomas at the top at $9,800. You got Bryson, $9,600 uh, right behind him. You got Victor Halvin, $9,500. got newly crowned winner Abraham Answer, $9,400. You got Scotty Scheffler still looking for that big win at $9,300. Patrick Cantley, who actually has Tiger's caddy on the bag this week. We'll see if that helps him out a little bit. He's 9200 Daniel Berger, super popular this week, $9,100. And Hideki Matsuyama, $9,000. So, I think I think I'm going to start with JT because the ownership is really low. And I mean, like, I know the putter has been so bad, so bad. And I, I think like kind of like with Rory, I'm going to save some comments with the putter a little later. But I, I have a feeling that's going to bounce back this week just based on some trends I looked at with him. I mean, other than that, though, if the putting is kind of there, I mean, if this is a ball strikers golf course. I mean, JT is it. Uh, he's been playing well off the tee lately. Like he's kind of fixed the driver a little bit. The irons are always great. You know, I just I am kind of digging JT a little bit, especially that ownership. Uh, so I like him. Yep. I, I mean, it, it seems like a billion years ago, but Victor Hoblin is a recent winner. I mean, he went over in Germany about a month and a half ago, and he's yeah. been playing okay lately. I mean, he didn't play very well at Southwind, but he played okay at the Olympics. He played played okay at the Open, and Again, like, I mean, if I like more Cal this week, I think I got like Hoblin too. Just the fact that like, you know, he just is a really consistent ball striker. You know, it's, it's just, he's such a good iron player. I don't know. I, I kind of like him this week too. And then I really like Hideki Matsuyama this week. I mean, everyone's on burger. I, I I'm going to pivot off him and go to Matsuyama just. Again, I don't really care that he missed the cut last week at the Wyndham. That was on Bermuda. He didn't putt very well that week, but he hit the ball great. He's never putt well on Bermuda. This is bent grass. And if there's a surface where he's actually decent on putting, you know, on a putting surface like that, it's going to be bent grass. Um, I'm in the
0: tank for Hideki this week. So that's my third guy. All right, all right, listen, I like it all. So I'm with you on Hovland. Like, dude, he's sub 10%, right? Like, when does that happen? When does that happen? It never happens. It doesn't happen. Yeah, it's, 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 there's not a whole lot of buzz on Hovland this week. Yeah. Like, so fine. Like, I'm always all over him. Let me stay on him. And then, uh, my man, I don't give a shit. He's 60% owned. He's chalky in this, what, second highest in this thing. Give me Scotty Scheffler. This is a guy who I just, he's going to break through. He's going to break through. And I, I will not, not be there when he breaks through. Give me Scotty Scheffler. And for DK purposes, I mean, we, we we, will, We'll talk about it later, right, as far as, like, listen, the guy is a, scores, right? He has blow-up holes that throws him out of the tournament, but then he has birdie, birdie, birdie. You know what I mean? Like, he, he's a great DK scorer. Give me give me Scotty Scheffler at 16%. I don't give a shit. Um, in reality, those are probably the only two guys I'm playing. Um, I'm fine with your take on Hideki, I guess. JT, he's at 11. That's fine, but I'm, I guess I'm fading Bryson. Whatever. Yeah, I, I just yeah, fuck you, Bryson.
1: I, I, I typically like Bryson. Well, <laughs> yours is personal. Mine is golf related. I typically like Bryson when it's narrower fairways, like there's deep Pino where Actually, his power can give an advantage, and I just I don't see it this week with him. So uh, especially, I mean, you can go down narrative street, too. If he couldn't handle the Memphis crowd, well, yeah. how he can he handle the uh, New York City crowd either getting on him I don't know. I, are I don't they, are they really. allowing New Yorkers out? Oh, yeah. No, it's, it's, uh, well, first of all, it's New Jersey. Oh, that's and, right. Uh, it's, oh, that's no, right. it's, uh, they, it a landfill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, they're going to have, uh, full galleries out there. They're going to be out in force. So, yeah. I, 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 oh, yeah, they, no I, shot. I, I don't think shampoo is, uh, no shot. I mean, listen, like, he could do what he does and, like, mental, mental, really good through Saturday. And then Sunday just melts down again. Yeah,
0: he's so, a mental midget. All he's right. So guys. back
1: to, back to Scheffler for a second, though. Yeah. So, you know, that, living, breathing document of, of rolling two years of guys who are with five of the lead. Yeah, he's the always course. there. Alright, so a little update. So there are uh, three guys in the field who lead everybody. So it's Rory McElroy, Bryson, and Scheffler. Yeah.
0: 14 times in the last two years they've been with five gonna of the You're going to make me fucking time. Rory, aren't you? Because I texted you about him, what, what, Tuesday night? Monday night. Monday night I texted you. I'm staring at this fucking number. Wow. Well, I mean, it seems like you want to bet everybody under 30 to
1: one. Well oh, fuck off the uh, <laughs> I got to do, right. but I uh, can't. Maybe maybe we'll round back on Rory later. How about that? Fine. All right.
0: All right. So AK, AK range. Uh, well, yeah, before we do the AK range. Uh, uh, PropSwap. We're brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Football season is about to kick off, and PropSwap is here to make this your best season ever. With PropSwap, your bet doesn't need to win in order to make money, it just needs to improve. For example, last year, the Buffalo Bills were 35 to 1. To win the Super Bowl. And after they reached the AFC Championship game, a Prop swap customer who bet $100 on the bills before the season sold that ticket for $900. That's an 800% return for the seller on a ticket that ended up losing Jay. This Think of prop swap like the stock market, but for sports betting, buy low, sell high. The average seller on PropSwap makes over $500 a month just listing and selling tickets. And when you are making bets, remember to go for two. Make two tickets on the same team so you can sell one and keep one for a profit and leave yourself some skin in the game. So go get started today by downloading the PropSwap app or going to PropSwap.com. PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets.
1: The the rivalry between you and my buddy, Jay, is the new Bryson v. Uh, Brooks. It's great. You guys have never even met in person either. You no. just, take, you just <laughs> snipe each other on Slack. Yeah,
0: it's fun. Yeah, it's, it's great. Uh, it's going to be awesome doing a fancy world <laughs> league with both of you guys, too. That's going to be good. All right, let's move on to the AK range. All right, so once again, always the goddamn shortest range. And this is the range where, I don't know, man. I feel like... Uh, I feel like Kiz was in the eight K range last last week, was he? Was he in the eight K range last week? Yeah, no, he was in nine K range. Mm-hmm. I think he was. I think he was eight. Oh, either you way.
1: know what? You're right because I had a choice between Kevin Na and
0: Kizner. I went Kavanaugh,
1: which yeah, all right, so. fine, fine pick anyways. Yeah, fine either way. Not nah, as good as
0: Kizner. not <laughs> as good as Kizner. All right, so whatever. We've got uh, Simpson, English, Casey, Reed's, uh, Cam Smith, Scott, Connors, Finau, Neiman, and Burns. Ah, uh, so for me. I'm on Burns, some 10%. I mean, the guy is in great form. Whatever, don't take his mustache into account. Like, just absolute, like, this is a guy who can go out and win, man. He bombs it off the tee. He can putt, whatever. I'm a little worried about him around the greens. His irons are great. Fine, I'm fine with that. And Cam Smith, ton of bunkers, Um, great off the tee, scrambles his balls off. Like, I love Cam Smith this week. Um, yeah, I mean, those are my two guys in this area. Um, I, and I'm fading Adam Scott. I mean, he's the highest owned player here. Oh, no, he's not. Never mind, Paul Casey is. Paul Casey. Oh, 20% Paul Casey. What can go wrong? Actually, well, Chalk Casey's been going right a lot lately.
1: Oh, yeah? When, when was the last time he won, sir? Uh, he won in February this year. Was he Chalk Casey? Yes, he was Chalk Casey on the European Tour. Well, that doesn't count, dude. Euros. That was Euros? actually a No, that's actually one of their good events. It was the Omega De- Desert Dubai Classic. It was right. actually a good event. Oh. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, he's got like five top tens in his last like eight starts. Okay. Okay. The I, the iron play is really good. He's okay. good on bank grass
0: greens. He's good at similar golf courses. All right. Pick another golfer in the AK range you want to bet against that you know I like, and we'll do it. We'll do a side bet.
1: No, because the problem is. Oh, all right. Fine. You want to bet Paul Casey v. Sam Burns?
0: I mean, I need, I need juice for that.
1: No, we're not going to need juice. <laughs> that was worth a shot. Fine, I'll do it. I'll do it straight up. Fine, straight up. What, 50 bucks charity? Yeah, 50 bucks charity. There you go. All right. So, all right. Well, I gave my, my spiel on Paul Casey. I mean, I'm with you on Cam Smith. Uh, the Iron Play's been really good lately. You know, it just, it seems like to, there's been a lot of guys lately who kind of got their, like, breakthrough win. And he's, like, I know he won the Sony last year, but he's, he needs, like, a big win. A big win. Agreed. Yeah, a big, big win. So, um, yeah, I mean, listen, like, you know, T. Green has been pretty good. I know he's pretty very good putter on bent grass. I, the only concern about him, like a lot of these comp courses I looked at, he has not been very good. I know he's got that T5 t- 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 at uh, the TBC Boston, but like no, no, no. some of the other ones, though, have not gone great.
0: No, 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 I'm focusing on TBC Boston, sir.
1: Okay, well, he's got like a T3 there. So, there you go. But, no, I, I like Cam Smith. And I got a funny feel about Joaquin Neiman, too. Uh, I mean, it seems like he's kind of been ignored. Uh, he hasn't played all that bad lately. He's kind of been hanging around. The ball-trigger numbers are pretty good. He's a good player on bent grass. He's been good at a lot of comp courses that I've looked at this week. He's been close to winning a bunch of times this week. I mean, he should have won the Rock and He lost in our playoff back in January. You know, he went, I know he can go toe-to-toe in the Cup playoffs when he did that back at the b Championship last year. So, yeah, I, I like Casey Smith and Neiman. As far as guys I, I don't like, I mean, I I, I think I'm just fading Webb. I know he did well. He has a decent track record here, but I don't buy – I think a lot of the steam on him is just because it's Wyndham. And I, I don't buy the fact that he's – just like the ball striking back with him. And some of the other comp courses to this place, well, I mean, that's throwing with the window because he's actually done well here, but – I, don't know. I, I think I'm fading the Webb Simpson steam. I think I'm going to fade Harris English too. Coming off, um, I don't really know what he's going to be doing after, uh, you know, the heartbreak. Um, I know he's he puts really well on bent grass, but he hasn't done really well here. He hasn't went, done well in some of the concours I looked at. I'm not on him either, and then Patrick Reed either. I, I'm fading. I know he won here, but his form is kind of crap. The ball striking's gone to hell. So I'm fading all three of those guys. Yeah, can't play me for it. All right. 7K uh, seven, seven range? All right. So, so usually I get on here, and I, I think last week I was like, I love the 7K range. And I, I was like, you know, <laughs> it's a golden corral. And here, I don't really like a whole lot. Okay. I mean, I, I think it's because I, I just think that, like, the top of the leaderboard, there's so many good guys. It's like, where are, like, who's going to break through, like, of that group? So, I mean, I think to start... I've come around on Hatton a little bit. He's been bad. Bad. But he has he does have a second place finish recently. It was at the Palmetto.
0: Wasn't great. It's not recent.
1: It's two months ago. That's not recent. That's not recent. I'm trying to buy myself into it. All right. Well, he's been okay at some of these other comp courses. Like he played well at Shadow Creek. Yeah. Again, but again, this was a long time ago. I think you're banking on the fact. Is he going to regress a little bit?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And we're now back to this isn't like $9,500 Tarot Hatton. This is $7,800 Tarot Hatton. And oh. I think he gets squeezed out of top 20 finish for you. So, yeah. I mean, I like him. I like Ian Poulter too. He's just playing great. Like, you know, he puts really well on bent grass. Like, the iron play has been really good recently too. Played well here in 2019. So I like him. I like Sebastian Munoz too. He played a little better than what he showed with the Wyndham too. He was sniffing around. I think he had kind of a bad Sunday to kind of uh put him yeah. down the leaderboard. But putts really well on bank grass. You know, the iron numbers are great. That's another guy too who's always seems like he's in the mix heading to Sundays. Like over the last two years, 11 times been within five of the league going to the I final. am well aware, sir. I am yes, well aware. Sir. I mean he's in the ball great T Green lately. So I like him. Um, I mean, if you want to just target like really good ball strikers, I mean, you got Emiliano Grillo. He's missed like three straight cuts, but maybe this is maybe this turns it around for him. You know, we'll see. Uh, Other than that, though, I'm not really a huge fan. Like, I think the problem is a lot of guys I like are coming off just heartbreaks of the wind. I'm like. Henley, you got Brandon Grace, Streelman missed a, a short putt on 18 that I would have put him in the playoff. Kevin Nas up here. Like a lot of guys that normally I would like, and I don't really know if they're gonna bounce back or not. Kids are even in this range. Like, is he gonna come back after like the win? That dude is so that dude has crushed so many 30 racks of beers yeah. <laughs> since
0: yeah. we're that shit, too. No way.
1: Yeah, and so I, I think that's there's a lot of guys that look good on paper, but like you gotta worry about what they're Going to be coming in if they're going to be here for like a little bit of a letdown. So, which kind of sucks.
0: I agree. So, I'm with you on Muniz. That's my man always. Like, uh, seriously, he's constantly breaks my head. DFS, he's great, but for like betting, he kills me. Uh, Keegan, how are we ignoring Keegan? I haven't talked about him in fucking months. Okay. Haven't talked about him in months. He has been excellent this year. Absolutely excellent on courses just like this. That's true. How are we ignoring him? I mean, I got a pretty ugly putting number, and of course ceiling. you have an ugly. It's Keegan. You uh, everybody has an ugly putting number. Okay, that's not the point. So it's what's pu- so what so what's Keegan's ceiling? Top five. I was gonna Top. say like I was gonna say like twenty fifth. No, dude, his ceiling, not not like what's a reasonable outcome. A reasonable outcome is twenty fifth. He hasn't ceiling. been all that. He hasn't been all that great lately. Yeah. Dude, fucking when the hell was the last time he played? All right, it doesn't matter. Whatever. I love Keegan. His his reasonable outcome is probably twenty to twenty five, but his ceiling is definitely five. Definitely five. All right. I don't know about that, but we're talking about a major winner, sir. Listen, just okay. just say that, it kind of like last week
1: with Siwoo. Like you tried to give all these explanations about why yeah, you love Siwoo. Listen, yeah. you love Keegan, just say you love Keegan. I
0: love Keegan. And guess guess who was next? Siwoo. Love Siwu. He was just in a six-man playoff. Like, the only thing with Siwu is if it goes <laughs> sideways, he gives no shits and he will just quit. <laughs> There's a lot of water that he can quit on in this fight. I know. I know. That's very nerve-wracking. But listen, I don't give a shit. They're both great fucking iron players and both terrible putters. Both I think terrible. he actually might have quit in 2019. I see a really bad
1: course history number on him. I know. Okay. All right. All right. That's that's perfectly fine. So. All right. So see, so you're kind of with me. You don't really like a whole lot in the 7K range. Not particularly. So did you go dumpster diving this week? A little bit. All right. Then well, why don't we just move I, on to dumpster diving then? I don't, I don't like that any better. <laughs> the, the, well, all right. Upside <laughs> is there's only 125 guys in the field and top 65 make it. So.
0: Yeah. 50, 50, point flip, baby.
1: It kind <laughs> of is. Kind yeah. of. You so. Yeah, so why why don't you go ahead with the six under seven K
0: range? So McNeely, obviously he's basically seven K. He's almost ten percent owned, so you can't play him. But Gooch, less than seven. Gooch, or less broke, than, Gooch kind of broke my heart last week. I know, and that's kind of why I'm back on him. Like, okay. you know, whatever, he's fine. Chris Kirk, two point seven. Come on, man! Like, what, what what's happening? Like Hadwin, three point two at sixty seven hundred. EVR almost did he wait time off? Did he just win a fucking tournament? He won the Barracuda a couple weeks ago. He played okay. okay last week and he's less than a percent owned. Then now, granted, there is a lot of water on this course, and that guy he is, is fine. yeah.
1: If, I, if I'm with this is TBC Twin Cities, and he does not have a record. TBC Twin Cities.
0: So the guy, so the guys who I actually have plugged in, right? Well, I was just kind of running through this shit. So I got Damien, uh, who just won. Um, uh, so Diamond and Mickelson just beat Higgs and somebody else on a cash match over the last, I think it was today. What day is today? Yeah. So today yeah. Is was, too, yeah, today. They, So they played a cash match today and apparently Diamond was on point and saved Phil's ass. Uh, so less than a percent on that. I like Gooch. I like Cage Lee. The motherfucker has won this year on a very similar course. Yeah, I, 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 it's a stretch that's a stretch, that, it's that a, stretch. a, it's a stretch. stretch. It's a stretch. It's fine. He's won this year and he's sixty five hundred dollars. And what do you think about Luke List?
1: I was actually gonna mention him. Oh, were you? Yeah, I mean listen, like he Why not, navig- right? He navigates the Honda Classic one. There's water everywhere. Right? Everywhere, right? Yeah. So okay. He'll probably navigate this well. So he's been playing you know, the ball streak's been pretty good for him lately. He played well, okay. what, the John Deere a couple weeks ago? Yeah. Yeah, I can dig it. And the
0: barbersol, I think he played well on. Yeah. So, yeah, I can, I can dig with him. Okay. So, those are my guys. So, I'm going Gooch, Case List, and Diamond. Okay. I mean, I,
1: I'm actually kind of on Taylor Gooch again, too. I'm like, I, I think I'm going back. From, like, he started out really good last week. I was like, oh, no. I got him like 80 to 1 for an hour. Right? Like, I'm hitting this. <laughs> nope. Then he, like, I think he was plus 2 after that. He missed the cut. So, Go- Gooch, first thing. Yeah, but I'm going to go back to I mean, the iron numbers are just really good. I, I'm going to go back with him on that. Um, I mean, I think I agree with you on Luke List, but I've been finding myself going back to an old favorite. Uh oh. And he's all the way down to 6200 bucks, And that's helped me actually squeeze in a lot of really good guys <laughs> on the top, because I don't like the 7,000 range.
0: Yeah. Dougie?
1: Why is Doug Gim sixteen hundred bucks?
0: <laughs> Teaches me how to Dougie.
1: <laughs> I mean, like, the ball striking numbers are really good. Yeah. Now, there was that stupid theory a couple months ago about when he was in the depths of this, like, awful putting run. Like, oh, he's going to back grass. It's going to be fine. And then he was awful. Because it doesn't matter when you're just slumping with your putter. It doesn't matter what surface you're on. Right. But, I mean, I think he's missed two straight cuts. So I don't think he's going to miss a third straight cut. OK, that, like it's it's kind of hard. Like as a 6200 bucks. Yeah, he's 6200 bucks. And just like as a PGA Tour professional, unless you're just crap, which I don't think Doug Gim is, oh. it's hard to miss three straight cuts. The man was the fucking tied for the 56 hole
0: lead at TPC.
1: Yeah, the players. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. He he's got some talent. So yeah. as long as he just at 6200 bucks, he just makes the cut. Yeah. Cool. And then I can then I can go maybe like two guys over ten. I can load up on a bunch of guys in nines and eights and yeah. kind of skip over that seven range and maybe we'll just rely on Sebastian Munoz, who is really the only guy I like in that range, anyways. <laughs> so yeah, I find myself using a lot of Doug Gim this week. So that's my uh, big
0: dumpster dive. All right. I like it though. Sixty two hundred. I like it. I was thinking about Harry Higgs again, but he just lost to Phil Mickelson and Diamond. So I was like, no, you're out. <laughs> you're right, out. All right, well, listen, before we get to uh, Steve's big short and the one-and-done, PicksWise is the number one home for free sports betting picks, props, parlays held by a team of trend-watching, data-devouring, sports fanatics giving you the who, how, and why behind every prediction. For every game, every day, and every sport, all free, visit PicksWise.com to make your next bet better. PicksWise, facts Responsible gambling. If you or someone you know wants help, call one eight hundred Gambler. Okay. So my big short this week? Yep.
2: Hmm.
1: I think I'm going to go with speed finishes outside the top twenty. Well, that's a terrible bet. Why is that a terrible bet? What was your big shot last week? I don't even remember. It was garbage. I think. Yeah, exactly. So oh, that. it was it was Seamus it was Seamus Power uh, missed the cut, which actually he almost finished DFL after making the cut. Yeah, so, so i kind of vindicated, the, the, the bubble burst on him though. My yeah, point, absolutely. my point, my point was proven. So <laughs> I'm glad all the 25 percent of people who had Seamus Power enjoyed their t64
0: finish. I, I do not have any Seamus. So That's fine. But no, all
1: right. I mean, I, I, I speed I'm
0: outside not, of the top 20. I'm just not feeling speed this week. I don't yeah. know. Now you're forcing. I mean, now you're I, forcing me to put a football bet on him. I mean, if you want to go against me on this one. You should.
1: I mean, I already told you what my thoughts of where your football bet should actually be. I know. But that's an offline conversation. No, I, I, I'm just not feeling speed this week. Um, no Why? particular reason. I think it's just gut call.
0: All right. All right. That's my uh, big short. Wait. Well, All I'm right. Done. No, I fucking I, no clue who I have left. The, <laughs> the biggest golfer I have you, so you, I have. you cheat anyway. So it doesn't matter. I don't cheat anyway. I don't mean to fucking cheat. I didn't know. All right. So like I get credit for it, like I just, all right, well, I there's only uh,
1: all right. well, there's only two weeks left. All right. I really need that Kevin Na win last week in order to get the money in the Mayo Cup, <clears throat> and I didn't get it. That's I, I, I think I put Wolf in <laughs> in the Mayo Cup. <laughs> okay. Oh, you know what? Yeah, I think you did. I think I, I talked did. to
0: Matthew Wolf. Yeah, you did. Yeah. You Sorry did about that. Prick.
1: <laughs> no, I. I know I have I have I know I have Brooks. If I here. had that I'm Kevin Na gonna... win, I think I would have jumped into the money. In the really? Mayo Cup. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm sitting like 900th now. So there's only two events left. You know, I was going to use Hideki Matsuyama. But I don't think he's going to win. So I probably should go on something that I have an outright on. I'm going to go Cam Smith as my one and done this week. Ooh. I Because I don't think anyone's cool. going to be using him. All right, fine. So that's my one and done this week in the Mayo Cup. Although in our little SGPN one and done, I have a very heavy hitter I have not used, All right, and I'm gonna win this week. I and forgot, I'm gonna I, move the second. I forgot. I forgot to put a pick in last week. Well, you're like in tenth, so it doesn't matter.
0: Yeah, because you stole my win. The
1: uh... I stole your win. No, it's because you picked John Rom twice. You got DQ'd.
0: Yeah, that's fair. All right. With that, let's bring in our special guest, Pamela Maldonado. Pamela, how are we doing tonight?
2: I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on.
0: Yeah, thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. So, uh, so you're from uh, Yahoo Sportsbook. How did uh, how did last week go for you?
2: Uh, last week, it was my. Go- I have a podcast weekly with one of my DFS friends, and he was actually the one who got me on to Kevin Kisner. I, nice. We were both on. I, we were both on Henley, so I was a little heartbroken for that. I was like, "Oh, this is in the bag." But the second you think that, is the second that he decides <laughs> to, just like mess it all up. But fortunately, Kevin Kisner came on through with the other outright. So. Should have been Henley. Should have
0: been Henley. Yeah. Hey, listen, listen. I was uh, I was not on Henley. I was on Kisner, and uh, my my co-host here, uh, Steve, was on Henley and joined me on Kisner. I think it was what uh, Thursday or Friday. Yeah, when I realized the error of my ways, I was like, "All right, I need to
1: get on Kisner right now on Thursday." So I got me a good price, but still, I, I was uh, I was still sweating the Henley outright, and uh, I've been on the wrong end of some Henley uh, Sunday meltdowns a couple times this year. So yeah. I was not surprised at all about what happened.
2: I think we've all been in that spot. So it was just another heartbroken situation, unfortunately.
0: Yep. 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 It I mean, was, uh, yeah. It was, yeah. It, it was, listen, uh, as much as kind of we crap on uh, the Wyndham, right, with the, with the strength of field and stuff, but I feel like every year it gives us a good tournament. And I mean, a six guy playoff, like, what, I mean, what's better than that?
2: So I'll actually give you a story on that. I, my, we both, my friend and I, we were both on Henley, but he was the only one on Kisner. He didn't convince me on Kisner. But then I told him, I was like, oh, no, Henley, what did you do? He reminded me that he was on Kisver. so I took Kisver live, <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> going into the six-player playoff. He was a huge underdog amongst that six bunch. So I still, of course, I didn't cash out on the outright like he did, but I still was able to cash out some nice.
0: Hey, hedging and uh, being able to like, get live is, uh, is is awesome, and we do that a lot. Like uh, we talk about it as far as like. um but wait, well, how about this? Before we rehash the window, we've already done that. Like, uh, why don't you give us a little bit about uh, your background? Like, uh, you know, your golfing background. What else you like to bet on? I know you like to bet on tennis, uh, NFL as well. Uh, talk to our uh, people here and uh, basically tell you tell us uh, who. Yeah.
2: Well, I've been actually playing golf my entire life, so it was actually something that I had never watched on television. It was just something I enjoyed playing. I've been playing since I was seven Um, during the pandemic when no other sports (laughs) existed. Everyone else was hopping on on KBO baseball, and I was like, I'm not going to do that. (laughs) So instead, I went to the PGA, and it was just a natural fit because I've been playing golf my entire life, and so I can understand what the greens mean, what the what the rough means, and the iron shots, and the the type, the distance that you should be looking for, and the type of shot selection, and I can just understand it as a player perspective, and so it was just an easy transition um, as something that I now actually I really do love, enjoy betting on it because it's 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 a it's a thrill to be trying to pick an outright winner at the least <laughs> um, every week. Every week you have something to bet on, and so that's that's fun.
0: Yeah,
1: oh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's not it's not just every week. It's like every day there's something to bet on. I mean, you got, mm-hmm. you know, intermittent head to head. You can bet live outright. So I mean, so so that kind of turns into my question to you as far as like I mean, one of the things I love about Ben on golf and he kind of alluded to it, is that. You know, there's so many things to bet on. There's no right way to do things. I mean, everyone has their different process. So, you know, heading into a tournament, I guess, you know, what's your process? Like, are you like me? That's just a big nerd and like loves the stats. Are you kind of like my co-host? You kind of like, you know, know the golfers a little more feel about how you how how do you uh, set up your betting card every week?
2: Year ago, I could not tell you one player on the PGA Tour other than Tiger Woods, and now I know probably like all 125 players. But that's definitely an aspect of it. But it definitely is for golf. I think what um, what makes it I wouldn't say easier, but what makes it um, I'll, I'll laugh for a better word, what makes it easier is that there are so many statistics that you can utilize. And I use Rick Rundell for his stats and his uh, metrics and all that. So I use. I purely use stats. If I know that this is a bent grass surface, then I need to know how you perform on bent grass streams. Well, there's data to back it up for years and years, and you can look at how well somebody performs on a certain putting surface or how they do with their iron shots. If I know 100% I'm looking for a short gamer, you can isolate your metrics to find that short game player. There's just so many data data and analytics that it really does help pinpoint into the maybe three to five players that you want to play that week so 100 percent i am using stats and analytics and going from there and then you can kind of go off of recent form i'm not somebody who likes to play um how a player does oh you did well at this course last year yeah well you know that was last year like how are you playing i look more at recent form rather than course history no
1: i that. Mean- yeah, that, that's definitely, <laughs> that makes me very happy. That explains has a big stat nerd like me who has this giant spreadsheet in front of me every week and uh, dissecting <laughs> way too many stats probably. But uh, no, so that, that's great. So how about uh, like head-to-head matchups? Like, like it sounds like you kind of use a little bit of statistical modeling too with that. You know, if you're using Rick Run Good there, um, like are you the type of person that like maybe wants to, like is there anything you like, you like fading with a head-to-head matchup like from last week or do you like usually write in the hot hand?
2: Um, I mean, with head-to-heads, I do prefer head-to-head matchups over taking, I prefer top, my favorite bet in golf is taking top 20s. I much rather prefer prefer taking those than taking like a top 10, and top 5, especially outright. Like, I rarely take outright winners. Um, but for when I am looking at head-to-head matchups, I more so am. It's kind of the same thing, is yeah, I'm looking at how, if I like a group of five players, more than likely I'm going to like them in their head-to-head matchups. Unless it's like, hey, I like Justin Johnson. Well, I also like Bryson. Well, I'm not going to take Justin and Bryson in the same head-to-head. But typically, it's further down the board is where you can find some of those value. The players like Justin Thomas and Justin, and Bryson Shambo and Justin Johnson, those players, they're the books are going to be, it's just like in college. It's just like in football. They're going to pay attention to the Chiefs. They're going to pay attention to the Cowboys. But maybe look over here at the Jags where nobody's really eyeing it. <laughs> yeah. Pay attention to the Max conference. It's kind of the same thing with golf head-to-head matchups. If you pay attention to some of these other players that maybe aren't expected to do very well, that's where you can find the value.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I, I use that I use that all the time. Like bookies aren't paying attention to the to the Georgia Southern matchup uh, on college football on Saturday, right? So we can definitely catch them sleeping because how much is the big handle on a golf tournament, right? I mean, how many hardcore degenerates are really out there grinding matchups? They don't give a shit. They're like, okay. they they're, they're hanging a 120 whatever. Who cares? I'll get a thousand dollars on this. Ten thousand, whatever, like whatever it's going to be. Um, so, but so you, you definitely rely heavily on statistics. But when you watch it, like I, you watch it, like oh man, like he, he it, the stats not backing up. He doesn't have it this week. Do you have a do you have a pivot off of it like that when you can see somebody clearly doesn't have it?
2: No, not at all. I don't do like live game, live betting at all for PGA. I let the okay. four, I let the four days fully run its course. I don't like to do individual round and head-to-head matchups. I think those are really hard to gauge. I think you can do round one because how you expect a player to perform over four days is kind of how they do perform in the first round. And then in the second and third and the fourth is kind of up to chance. Um the weather plays a factor is there more wind on this day than there was yesterday or did it rain a little bit and now the now the greens are a little bit softer or it's like now they're rolling like glass. It's, it's all of that. It's just too much of a variable that I don't really care to get involved with. I'll stick to my top 20s. I'll stick to my head-to-head matchups, full tournament instead of individual round head-to-heads. And I'll just let the volatility run its course. If I like a player for tournaments, then I'm going to let all four days play out.
0: All right. That, that's, so, uh, two things. Uh, I just want to run back real quick. My daughter, I just started uh, bringing to the range with me, and uh, she's starting to get private lessons so she can golf with me. And I'm super stoked because I got four girls, and this is the first one who showed any oh, interest girl. in <laughs> golf. So, uh, that's awesome. So, you were golfing since you were seven? And I happen, you loved it? Yeah. I right. Not a first. Not at first.
2: So, my parents, um, we're a little bit more on the poor side, and so instead of taking me to daycare or something, they would take me to a golf um, to a golf course. We had a we had summer camp camps every year, every summer, and so I had hand-me-down golf clubs in oh, yeah. my first the first couple of years, first few years. It was uh, my to work for district attorney, and his son was a golfer, and he was a couple of years older than me, so he had he was already on a second or third golf set, and so I went ahead and grabbed his first set, and ever since. That's when I started Started out as, oh, I have to do this every summer. Why? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> yeah. But then you kind of get a little bit older. And when I say older, I mean like 10 years old. Like once you start getting in, like you get in some of those lessons and you start seeing like the progression in anything, um, then you kind of fall in love with it. And I absolutely am in love with the game of golf. I've been playing my entire life and I hope to play for the rest of my life.
0: Awesome. That's awesome. That gives that gives me hope, man, because I love taking my daughter out and uh, and doing some daddy daughter time. with the way, you said you're a Jags fan. How did that happen? How are you a Jags Jags
1: fan?
2: Fans? I have yeah. Jags and the Bears. <laughs> <laughs> How did that happen? So, I actually, I've been watching college football forever. I'm born and <laughs> raised in Texas, and so college football is like in our blood. But um, when I got into it all started because I was doing a – I was vetting, but then my friend was like, I want you to do this NFL contest with me. It was when I was living in Vegas, and I was like, but I know nothing about the NFL. He's like, but the way you do college, you can do NFL, trust me. And so the year that we started, um, the year I did this competition with him, it was the Vegas, it was the Vegas Super Contest. Um, the first year I did it was 2016, I believe, and that was the year that Allen Robinson – it was just my favorite players from college were on the Jags. And it was Alan Herons, Ellen Robinson. Yes, I was actually, like, a Bortles fan. And so I was like, oh, this is my team. I love the Jags. Let's go. And then <laughs> I just kind of stuck with them ever since, even though Robinson did end up leaving with the Jags. I love the Jags. I love the team. I love their colors. I love the hype. I love the state of Florida. Like, it's just, I don't know. There's just something about it. Um, I'm going to be, I, I, I'm going to stick by them. I love Garner Minshew. Like, every year there's, I loved their defense that year that they did have a defense. <laughs> yes. I mean, there's, this, there's things you can get excited for as a fan. I have their golf, uh, my golf head cover is the Jags, and people are always <laughs> just disbelief. But you know what? Like, it brings me joy. I enjoy watching the Jags. I enjoy watching that right now they're at the bottom of the slumps. But there's only one way to go, so I can't wait to see it in the next few years. All
0: right, cool. I was just curious about that. So, uh, Steve, why don't, uh, why don't you uh, bring in uh, the ad read that I cannot do, sir?
1: <laughs> yes, uh... <laughs> Yeah, Pamela uh Chris handles the uh the ad reads, but this one is uh for me because uh it's the summer of soccer continues on Paramount Plus. You stream over two thousand soccer matches a year from around the world. That's all the heart pounding drama from CBS sports, including the UEFA Champions League, the Europa League, Italy Serie A, the Argentina's yeah. Premier Division, the Brazil League, the NWSL, the Asian Football Confederation, and the CONCACAF qualifiers, featuring the stars from the US and Mexican men's national teams, plus much more. It's best with a beautiful game with all the beautiful names like Messi, Mbappe, Ronaldo, Rapino, and Pulisic. Be part of the excitement as champions are crowned and history is made. The world's game lives here on Paramount+. Plus. So visit ParamountPlus.com to start your free trial and stream every match live. All
0: right. Well done. Every week, sir. Thank very you. well done. That would, that would be a-
1: I live for that moment on the podcast. It's my <laughs> chance to <of>
0: shine. <laughs> That's it. All right. Well, so going into first-round leaders, based on uh, what, what we just talked about, I'm assuming you don't do first-round leader bets. Is that a safe assumption?
2: Once in a while, I will, though, actually. And I have hit it once. It was um, – what, what tournament was it? I believe it, it must have been – I can't remember which tournament it was. But it was – I took uh, Jordan Spieth, and I was like, he just – he's on the fire right now. Take him to win the first round. And if he doesn't win the first round, take him to win the second round. And it ended up
0: hitting both days, and I was like, "Oh,
2: well, good, we're done." <laughs> <laughs> we're <laughs> retired. <laughs> I'm retired. I'm from first round leader bets for forever now.
0: No, man. Listen, there is nothing. Listen, I know you love your analytics and stuff like that, and you might not be a full degen, right? But listen, there is nothing better than a Thursday sweat. Like, what else are you doing on a Thursday? No. Nothing. You're just you're just watching the stupid leaderboard, watching some guy who you know is not going to win the tournament. minus minus eight and you got a 90 to one ticket on them like uh, i love i love my first round leaders i love the sweat and and you do have to do it when
2: your guy is in second
0: (laughs) yeah that's all that's always the heartbreak at about
1: six o'clock every thursday when that happens it's uh we we have a slack channel of uh very hardcore golf fans and uh when that happens it's uh usually kind of a sad scene in there
0: yeah it uh, is it is. But, I mean, you got to do it every week. I mean, you, you hit a couple of them a year, and uh, you pay for yourself all year, man. It's kind of like outlets, yep. right? Yeah, you're basically free-rolling to the weekend based on how much you bet, Boston Capper. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right, so, I, so Pamela, do you have any first-round leaders uh, for the Northern Trust you want to give out? There's
2: somebody who doesn't do first-round
1: leaders, I have three. All right, <laughs> let's, <awesome>. go. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, let's go!
2: Let's go big, you said. Let's <laughs> let's set up my bankroll this week. I'm going to do Cam Smith plus 5,000. I'm going to do Tringali at plus 9,000. I'm going to do Rack at plus, plus 6,600. No, I'm not doing the Justin Johnsons and the Justin Thompson's of the world. I'm going to stick with these three guys. But I, there is some logic. Like I said, I like to use analytics. And maybe I can get lucky here. A little bit of luck is what you need. All three of these guys are first, second, and third in round one scoring. And they all happen to be Top four for
0: putting on Ben screens. I, so, I love it. I love it because I, I got. Mean, how does
2: one of them not
0: hit? Like, listen, <laughs> I'm with you. So I'm with you. I, I'm not on Kokrak just because I'm, I'm. I've been a Kokrak guy for a long time. I just don't feel like he has it right now. And like he said, like I use I use analytics to basically confirmation bias what I want. Right? I can make the numbers say whatever I want to my own brain. Uh, but I'm with you on Smith and Triggalli. Like I, I love both of those guys. Long numbers. Fun to watch. Those are guys who can shoot up the leaderboard, lots of birdies. Um I-, I love that. Uh some of the other long shots. I got McNeely just because good form and it's one ten. It's hundred and ten to one. Like whatever, throw ten bucks on it. Like eleven hundred dollars for ten bucks. Like that guy can putt. Uh, and uh, Munez, uh, I love him. He's always flirting with that first round leader. He always breaks my heart. But the the one week I don't do it is going to be the week he does it. So I, I I put him in there always. Same thing. And Matt Wallace is in terrible form. Absolute terrible form. And there's no way I should lay a bet on him. But. He has screwed me out of first round leader twice when I haven't bet him. So I'm going to go ahead and bet uh, Wallace as well. And I got some shorter numbers. Speed, because he can start it on fire and run um, and hobbling because he's a birdie machine. All right. You great. just said the
2: kiss of death by saying the week that I don't do it is the week it's going to hit. That is the kiss of death because now you are hooked for life. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh.
0: this, this, is, this is why I have these guys who I bet losers every <laughs> single week. Every single week. But. But God forbid, if I didn't, hit, like, can you imagine betting the same guy at like 80 to 101 odds every single week and taking a week off? And then he finally hits. Like, I would be beside yeah. myself. I would have no idea what to do with myself. It, this See, podcast would, would end if that happened.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'd be hearing about it for a week. This would be the psychology show featuring Boston Camper and Steve Shermer. Yeah. All right. So uh, as far as personal leaders for me. I mean, typically, I like looking at the courses as far as like, you know, sometimes there's a side, you know, either the front or back that has an advantage sometimes for whatever reason, a.m. or p.m. T-, t times. I mean, we only have two tournaments of handicap here. I look back at the 2013, 2019 leaderboards. It wasn't really a correlation between one and ten. I did notice a lot of the guys in the morning that finished like, you know, top three in the first round, they are all, you know, teed off in the morning there. So maybe that's a lean, but the fact is there's gonna be a lot of rain on Thursday. There's going to be, you know, I think, uh, uh, tropical storm is going to move through. So Thursday might not even happen. So I think you just throw out all the leans and all that stuff and just go with your gut with the first round leader. So I'm with you guys on Cam Smith. I mean, he putts really good on bent grass. He does have a really good track record on first round uh, scoring this year. So I'm good with him um, at 50 to 1. Xander Shoffley 30 to 1. He putts really well on bentgrass too. I don't care what happened at Southwind. That was on Bermuda. That was a week after the Olympics. Whatever. I mean, he was probably still hung over from the gold medal. He's probably going to be fresh. He tends to start out really well in tournaments Two, he puts well on bent grass, so he's three to one. And then Sebastian Munoz, hundred to one. He also has oh. you know decent track record first round. He puts pretty pro, pretty well on bent grass lately. You know at the John Deere, he played really well. That was bentgrass greens. Back at Colonial, bent grass greens did well there too. I don't I don't mind that for a hundred to one long shot on a first round leader. Love it.
2: I think collectively within this bunch, we have to hit one, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely, I love it. Love it! I love when people get on first round leaders, man. It is—it's just such a—it's such an insane dumb bet. But seriously, like, uh, like just sitting in your office on your Thursday day job, you know, like, oh, get the PGA tour up, watching the leaderboard, watching it live. Oof. I love it. It's my favorite. It's my, it's fa- it's my favorite thing. It's
2: so hard. <laughs> like I've never <laughs> yeah. sweated a Thursday ever
0: before. <laughs> <laughs> I sweat every Thursday, Pamela. Every single. Yeah,
1: yeah Sweating <laughs> the first round leader on Thursdays go just great with our TPS reports behind our
0: uh, desk there. Sure. So. All
1: <laughs> right, while we yeah. move on to uh matchups, Boston Capper, do you got any uh pre-tournament matchups that uh you want to get yeah. out?
0: Yeah, so I got I got three tournament-wide and I got two first round matchups. Um so for all, for the tournament matchups, I got Brooks over Bryson at plus 115. Anytime you give me Brooks at plus money over Bryson, I'm taking it. Like Brooks is the killer. He shows up at big events. and You know how much I hate Bryson. I just hate him. And listen, if we talked about accuracy off the tee. I don't care how wide the fairways are. He can still get squirrely with as fast as uh, his swing speed is and that ball speed is. And it gets put off and he's going to get penalized. His wedge game is still not there. Like, whatever, man. Give me Brooks. Give me plus money. And I got Scottie over Vic at minus 110. I love Scottie Sheffield this week. I like Vic, too. Um, but I love the way Scottie shows up at, at events like this, right? So, like, it's not a major, right? But it's a, it's a it's a stacked field. Like, this is something that he can show up in. He's great with his irons. The, the only thing I worry about with him is it always seems to be one round where he just blows up. He just blows up. It's not even like it's just one hole, but it's a blow up hole. It's like a it's a double, triple bogey, something terrible. But Vic has the same capability. If you want to give me even money on that, I think Scotty's in a much better form um, and shows up at these events better than him. And then I like uh, Harris English over Scott. Um, <laughs> Scott, thank you for missing that footer and letting me cash kids last week. Uh, I, I'm never an Adam Scott guy anyway. Um I know he's been playing a lot better lately, but, dude, that has got to carry over mentally to this week. It has to. Missing a 4-4 to, 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 to win the tournament like that, it has to carry over. So, and then for first round, uh, I got Munez over Hatton. I like Hatton whole tournament, but as somebody who is – Hatton is my spirit ML, as we've talked about. Uh, he starts out very bad on Thursdays a lot. So, give me the first round. Uh, I'll take Munez over Hatton at plus 120. And then I'm going to take my boy Keegs, uh over Trin Gali uh, at 110. Okay. All right, Pamela, what do you got for uh, tournament head to heads?
2: Do you have three full tournament head to heads? I don't mess with individual rounds, but I'm going to do full tournaments. And I'm kind of in the same thought process that you have with Adam Scott. I'm going to take Harris English minus 135 over Adam Scott nice. for the full tournament um so this is actually i mean yes adam side he did really well he took runner up but this is actually the best round this is the best collective statistically four rounds of golf that he has had in over a year so could he be like turning the page and now he's gonna like start just like crushing life sure but more than likely he's not (laughs) so i think it's going to be a bit of a one-off i think it's a bit of of a one-off and harris english has been just like super he's been more of the consistent player he has gained strokes in every tournament that he has played in every single category um, in the last four in the last four tournaments. So I like Harris English to not only like do well against Adam Scott, but if I like him to win the tournament, then yes, I'm gonna also like him to do well against just one other player. And then another head to head that I like is Joaquin Neiman, minus minus one fifteen over Matthew Fitzpatrick. I don't know what happened to Fitzpatrick. He was somebody that I loved to bet earlier in the season and he just took a bit of a nosedive. He had five top 20 finishes in February and March. And then, then he had two missed cuts. He had just one top 20 finish in his last seven events. Um, but um, Joaquin Neiman, I mean, he is he has only one missed cut in the last year. So, I mean, if you want to rely, if you're talking about reliable, I like Joaquin Neiman. Do I think that he can win this tournament? Um, I don't think he has, like, all the units in play to do so. But I do like him to be in the top 25, top 30. And I just don't think that Patrick has the game right now to do so. And then I'm going to take one underdog and it's going to be Ian Poulter plus one and a half strokes. I'm a conservative better. I like one and a half strokes at minus 135. But if you do like to put a little bit more, the plus 110 money line against Sergio Garcia. Um,
0: Ryder Cup teammates.
2: Love this matchup though. Like this is one of my favorite bats, and I like Ian Poulter in this spot. I'm he doesn't get any recognition because he he can't strike the ball. He doesn't have the driving distance. He doesn't have the iron shots, but he's one hell of a putter. He's fourth in strokes gained putting, and he is his literal best surface is bent grass. And now you're going up against Sergio Garcia, who is a better ball striker, but he can't putt for shit. Nope. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> take the guy who this is his best surface. And he has a flat stick. All know, it's pretty wide open fairways. So anybody can contend here with the iron shots. Yes, I am looking for the better iron player. But if you're going to give me the best bank grasp putter against somebody who can't put to save his life, I'm going to take him as an underdog every single time.
1: Hey, listen. You don't need to apologize for taking one and a half strokes. First of all, the name of the game is to win money, and anytime YouTube wants to made, give me
0: match in heaven, YouTube, uh, <laughs>
1: anytime a book wants to give me one and a half strokes at reasonable juice, I'm going to take that all day long. You got nothing to apologize for that. I, I love that I so, all right. So I only got two, um, I, Boston, I'm kind of in the same wavelength with you. Um, I don't really like Bryson this week. Like w- typically when I like Bryson, I like golf courses where like it's thick, rough, like a lot of people are missing the fairways and that's where his speed with his club, you know, with his power, like that's actually where it's an advantage when it's kind of wider fairways, the rough isn't as thick. Like I don't like him as much there. And I, I kind of think that, uh, I mean, maybe this is cause I'm jaded cause I had him for a big outright at, uh, FedEx St. Jude, and he crapped the bet on the back nine. And I, I mean, if if he couldn't handle the crowd at Memphis, I mean, I don't think he can handle the crowd in New York. So I just got Rory at plus 100 over him. I really like Rory this week. I think Rory's starting to peak a little bit. Uh, the Iron Game's starting to come around pretty good. He didn't putt very well in, uh, at St. Jude, but he putt really well in the Bentgrass Greens over the Olympics. So you know, we got Bentgrass Greens this week. I, it's it's He's starting to show some signs that maybe this supernova like heatwave Rory streak is going to come soon. So I like him. And then I got Hideki Matsuyama, minus 120 for Patrick Reed, And I know Patrick Reed is a defending champion there at uh, Liberty National, but he was coming into the 2019 tournament in much better form. His ball striking was really good, in the tournament's leading up to that win. His ball striking's really tailed up. Ever since a Memorial, It's it's been kind of flat with him. Uh, he's losing strokes off the, t- off the tee. The Iron Game hasn't been as good as what it was. And then Hideki Matsuyama, I don't care about that he missed the the cut last week at the Wyndham. You know, he struck the ball pretty well, TD Green last week. The putter let him down, but he's never really put very well in Bermuda. If there was a putting surface where Matsuyama actually puts pretty well, and it's usually on bent grass. So I'll take a minus 120 for Patrick Reed. I don't, I don't hate that. I don't hate that. Fine. Yeah, I like that. All
2: right.
1: There we go. All right. While well, we move on to uh, any uh, top 10 props? Uh, Pamela, why don't you kick it off with uh, a couple you like?
2: Mm. So. John Rom. <laughs> he is the favorite of the tournament, but he's the favorite for a reason. It's John Rom. And you can put him on any course and he's going to contend. Anyone you want to give me plus money for him to be a top 10 player in the field where he's number one at? I'm going to take that. It's plus 110 for a top 10 finish. But every time that he's played, if you look at him at, on Ben Grass, he took second, fifth, and fifth. Second, seventh, and fifth in three tournaments on Fenton Grass. He did take 34th, but that was at the Byron Nelson. That's a team event, so I'm not going to count that. And then he's just like a crushing life. Let's let's be yes. real. He won two tournaments back-to-back. And I remember this because I had him at the outright Right at the Memorial before he had to withdraw from COVID. But then he just came right back and won the U.S. Open. <laughs> like, no yes. big deal. So. And then he's in third at the Open. So <laughs> how does he not finish in the top ten here? That's not Jigs myself, but I like, I like John Rahm for... Top 10 plus
0: 110 odds. Oh my god, I like. Lo- you. See how she said he has two wins in a row because the can't lay win was fake. That was not a can't lay win. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you-, you will die on that hill. About I, of course, I'm dying on that hill because he does not deserve to win. That does not count as that. I'll die on aster- that hill with asterisk you <laughs> all day. All day. I love your top 10 on ROM, and I know my partner loves top 10 on ROM. I was greedy, I went top five on ROM at two to oh. one. Two to there one. you go.
1: Yeah, you're, you're really riskier better than I am usually. But uh, Pamela, I agree with you. The ROM top 10. I mean, like, I mean, it, since the CJ Cup last year, he's playing 17 terms, finished top 10 in 12 of them, only finished top, outside the top 10 in five of them. And one of those was that Memorial one where he was leaned by six heading into the final round. So you can put an asterisk on that, too. I agree with you. Anytime you can give me plus money on ROM and like or a guy playing as well as he is on a golf course he played well at in 2019, he plays well at these. Uh, similar types of golf course delivery national. I'm taking that all day. A couple of our top tens. I kind of like, you know, Daniel Berger is a really popular outright this week. I don't know if I want to go that far with him, but he's getting three to one for a top 10. I'm going to just start there and then maybe see like, you know, if I can catch him, you know, outright if I'm feeling like, you know, maybe he's showing a little like winning form. But yeah, I think plus 300 for Daniel Burger, top 10. You know, he's the irons are really good. He puts well on, on bent grass surfaces I like him there. Um, I mean, I already talked about Hideki Matsuyama earlier. I really like him a lot this week. You can get him a plus 350 for a top 10 and Paul Casey, too. I mean, like he. He's he's playing really good golf. I mean, he's got a bunch of top tens coming into this term. I think top tens at three of the last four, you know, iron play is on point. If this is going to be a week of just, you know, you got to have your really good ball striking. You got to be really consistent tee to green. green. Um, I mean, I'll take a guy like Paul Casey all day at plus three twenty five for a top ten.
0: Yeah, I like it. So, uh, yeah, I like that. So I'm on Brooks at plus two twenty five. Any big tournament. I always bet Brooks top ten. It's like almost automatic. Uh, so whatever. Plus 25 <laughs> and he looks good. Like he's been doing his uh, little social media tour. Um, so I'm seeing him on Twitter. It looks like he, he's striking the ball. Well, he's he's trolling Portnoy. Uh, yeah, it, it, it seems like it seems like he, he he's kind of engaged. And then I, I could get answer three to one. The man just won a tournament. He's played great at the comp courses. He came in second. Was it second here in 19? He did to Patrick Reed. Yes, Like in second. Like. And I can get three to one on the top 10. Great form. Just got his first win. Fine. I'll take it. And Scotty Scheffler, like, ah, man, I I feel like I might need you to talk. I am really high on goddamn Scotty Scheffler this week. As I'm going through and I'm looking at what I've bet, I'm like, fuck. I got a lot of money on Scotty Scheffler. And I'm, now I don't feel comfortable. Like, I'm like, oh, no, I got that. I got that. I got that. <laughs> Oh, no. Like, uh, all right, fine. Whatever. I, listen, money's gone. So, uh, Scotty Sheffield, plus 275. Like, I like it. Whatever, man. He shows up at big tournaments. Um, I love his iron play. I, it really is, a like, in these majors, in these big tournaments, like, it's definitely mental fortitude that helps you push through. And you can see him overcome this stuff. I just wish he could get rid of the, that one or two bad blow up holes. So, whatever. 275.
1: Okay. Yeah, we, we we need one of our listeners to track when you're overweight on one guy in terms of what's your ROI on that. Maybe we can uh, get Polly Poodle to uh, track that stuff, too. Listen, so, sometimes it works out. Sometimes it works out. It does. It worked out for John Rahm at, at the U.S. Open with you. So Yeah, I didn't
0: yeah. give a shit what the, they, they could have made that in a three to one. And I was <laughs> betting it. <laughs> All
1: right. Hey, uh, Pamela, do you have any or, like, uh, other like tournament props you're betting, like any nationalities or stuff uh, you got on your radar this week?
2: Yes, I took Cam Smith at plus-220 to be top Australian I get in a group that. of six players. He is in, it is, let me pull it up because I don't remember. It's
0: There's Scott, six, Leishman,
2: Jason Day, and then Matt Jones oh. and Cam Davis. Um, he's a second favorite in this group. But if I don't like Adam Scott because I'm fading him with my Harris English head-to-head, and I do like Smith to be a round one leader bet. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> <laughs> That's the <laughs> elimination says so that he's, he's being potential here, at plus 220, I think. And if filled a six, yeah, I like it. All
0: right,
1: all right. I like that too. Boston Capper, you got anything?
0: The only thing I, it's not even really an exotic. It's, it's, so it's one of these uh, cute ones I like to do. So all three top 10 at 25 to 1. What else? You throw 20 bucks on it. Who cares? The, uh, DJ, Xander, and Brooks, all at the top ten, twenty five to one. Tell me you don't like that fucking bet. All right, Pamela, which one blows it? For which,
2: you?
0: <laughs> yeah, which which one blows it? DJ, Brooks, or Xander? Okay Brooks and oh,
2: Xander. Brooks and uh, Xander. All
0: right. And Xander.
2: They, you know what's funny? You know what's funny? I
0: almost put I almost put is, I, I, Xander is the one I have circled where because this is another combination, but only pays twenty three to one. Like I give a shit about two points, but but I want I feel like I've been trashing Xander a lot lately, and uh, I love my boy Jeff, so I want to throw him into a bet uh, to show solidarity.
1: All <laughs> <Not> right, there. <laughs> All right. So I I only got one. So I'm looking at top Canadian this week. And actually, there's two guys I like. And I mean, Corey Connors, the overwhelming favorite plus 100. He's kind his games kind of slipped a little bit lately. Like the ball stricken hasn't been there. Um, I don't really know what's going on with him. Like he he, like his Bencraft stats that I looked up. They're not very good either. I don't know. I'm not really feeling Corey Connors this week. I mean, now, if the ball striking comes back this week, then I'm completely screwed. So, I'm actually looking at Adam Hadwin and Mackenzie Hughes. Hadwin's plus 375. Mackenzie Hughes is plus 400. I think you can bet both, and then, like, if one of them hits you, you know, you're come out ahead there. I mean, Hadwin showed pretty well at TPC Twin Cities. I kind of like that golf course, you know, to Liberty Nationals because there's a lot of, lot of water. There's a lot of room to operate off the tee, but if you're off it, you know, you can get pretty screwed. Played well at TPC Twin Cities a couple weeks ago. Putts like Bentgrass. Uh, plus 375. And Mackenzie Hughes, like, he's seems like it's the polar opposite of a guy you would want at like a ball striker's golf course but like all these tough like demanding ball striker tee degree golf course he tends to show well at like he played well at Tory Pines played well at the Open played well at Olympia Fields last year I mean like I don't know it just seems like with Mackenzie Hughes it kind of breaks the mold so he's plus 400 for um, top Canadian and uh, hopefully one of those guys hits and you can uh, come out ahead
0: sure, I like that and Mackenzie Hughes Hughes also drains, like, 70-foot butts all the time. Yes, that also helps, too. (laughs) It's ridiculous. (laughs)
2: And
0: then Hadwin was almost first-round leader, was it two weeks ago, right? Uh, At the 3M? Yeah. 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 yeah, he uh, he he had a going head into the weekend, and I think he he, uh, I think he blew choked. it on Saturday. He choked. He choked on Saturday. But all right, well listen, before we uh, get into the outrights, where Pamela is going to give us uh, the winner for the week. Uh, listen, you guys got to make sure you head over to UnderdogFantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for a free twenty-five bucks. That's right. Sign up now for a free shot at a million dollars. So download the app and sign up at UnderdogFantasy.com. Promo code SGPN. And as always, go download the SGPN app. Um, it's live in. The The app store to Google Play Store today. This app gives you easy access to all our picks and podcasts. And don't forget to toss us an app review and download the SGPN app today. All right, Pamela. First first time guest, you get to go first on the outrights. No
2: No pressure. pressure. No pressure. No pressure. (laughs) Like it's boring and it's whatever, but it's only go John Ron because there's no other player that's as good as him. And people are like, I know the people always say. Yeah, but the odds aren't good enough. You know what? Plus money is plus money. And if you give me plus one dollar for a John Rom win, I'm gonna take my plus one dollar <laughs> and run. So I'm gonna put yeah. it on but I put twenty bucks, ladies at twenty bucks, it's not a big deal. John Rahm, he's the best, and he's the best in this field, and no one else compares. All right, I
0: listen I, I, I know what to talk about. I said you two were a match made in heaven. Uh, I'm beginning <laughs> to change my stance. She loves yeah, John Rom I, as much as I do. Can I she say something
1: to can I say yeah, something to listeners, by the way? Because Boston and Capper and I are about to completely overthink this one and say a bunch of names that are way too cute. And uh, I think everyone should just go bet John Rahm at ten to one, and uh, you know, just uh, you know, take all your money. So, yeah, all absolutely. right, Boston and Capper. With that said, why don't you go over uh, your outrights yeah. for the week?
0: Yeah. So listen, I, I listen. I, I love John Rahm. I bet him whatever it was. Fucking, I think I got him twelve to one at the open. Uh, ended up going to nine. I would have bet him there too. Uh, I'm not gonna bet John Rahm here because I'm a fucking idiot. Um, so so the dial rights already have. I have DJ at 18 to 1. Just I feel like the number is kind of disrespectful. I know he can, I know he can turn that putter on at any point. He just had a top 10 at the WGC. He he only gained like it was 0.6 off the tee. That's not like him, you know what I mean? His irons are back, and I mean, whatever, man. TBC Boston, like whatever, 18 to 1. It's DJ, I'll take it. Morikawa, I snap bet Monday morning when I saw 18 to 1. I was afraid it was going to get bet down. I literally didn't think about it. I just bet the number. Uh, and now it's gone the other way. It's like 20 to 1. And now I'm like, well, fuck me. Uh, but same thing. Like, whatever. Like, great iron player. If he can putt, he wins. That's that's how it works with him. Scotty Scheffler, 33 to 1. I need to start getting a little deeper in my card with a little less units. Um, I love him. I think he's going to. The fact that he hasn't won yet is insane. When I think about Scotty Scheffler, I think he's won already. And then I look, and I'm like, oh, wait, he hasn't actually won yet. It's fucking nuts. (laughs) The guy is so good. He's so good. Like, he's going to win soon. And I want to be there when he wins. And I think he can win a tournament like this to really put his name on the map. And then uh, initially Monday, uh, I I saw Sam Burns at 50. He's dropped back down to 66-1. to Great form. Long off the tee. I'm a little worried about him around the green. Um, but dude, sixty-six to one. The guy's in great form. I'll take it. And then uh, Spieth is who I need you to either talk me into or talk me out of. And now maybe I might just take fucking Ram and say forget about it. Maybe I'll put a football bet on fucking Rom. Now I have somebody co-signing my ridiculous love for John Ram Um, but Spieth, he got he got twelfth in the WGC with off the tee and approach way down. Bank greens are his. Best putting surface. I mean, he got
2: let me stop you. Let me stop you.
0: Okay, okay, good. Talk me out of it, please.
2: <laughs> that more speed. I like speech too. <laughs> He's a player. He's not a player. No. He's another player that I have. So I like it's every week is speech week for me. So hook of will go. Jordan but I already Chase, have
0: but, but I already have DJ and Morikawa. So now I'm just gonna have to double my bets because of the look what you're gonna make me do. You're gonna make me <laughs> Oh, no. All right. Fine. So but you're right. Right. So, like, I mean, he, he got 12th with his off the uh, off the tee was terrible. His approach was down. Bank rounds his best. Uh, in 19, he was six while well, he was terrible off the tee. He lost like two strokes off the tee. That's a different Jordan Spieth. He is fine off the tee now. Uh, I mean, it's drastically improved. I mean, he played well at Shadow Creek. I'm going to put I'm going to put a football bet on speed. I know it. And now I'm going to have to do the same thing on fucking JT. Oh, no. She, 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 oh, Jesus! Oh, that was a the slip. Watch, Steve, you catch it? Oh, yes, I did actually. Oh no, that's okay. You're
2: exactly sure when Winnie wins on Sunday. <laughs>
0: yeah, I know. No, wait, so so Ram and Speed, great. Now I'm gonna have to put extra money. <sighs>
1: All right, just just bet. Now I mean, I now, I gotta, now, I, now I but now I gotta do math to figure out how I come out ahead. <laughs> All right, I'll crunch the numbers for you after uh, after the show, buddy. All right, so I'm gonna join you on Morakawa. Um, I also bet him at 18 to 1. Like when I looked at Liberty National, I just saw that like just how the what the layout was, you know, iron play is really valued here. Like you can't really get too squirrely off the tee. I mean, I, I thought T to green, you know, yeah, that fits Morikawa's game. I mean, and it comes down to the fact that if he can putt, and like it's it's I feel like we're kind of at the moment with Morikawa. It's like in Happy Gilmore when he's like, uh oh, Happy learned how to putt. Has Morikawa finally learned how to putt? I mean and if he if he has, it's all over for everybody. Um I mean he put he led the field in putting at the open championship on fesky which is basically just another fancy term for Bent Grass, and then at the Olympics he gained almost four strokes putting on Bent Grass Greens over there. Now he came back over to Southwind a week later, lost a bunch of strokes on Bermuda, but he's never been good with that surface. So and a bunch of his wins have come on like bent you know, greens as well. Like, I mean, he plays really well. At the memorial is a bank greens. And I mean, if, if, if he's finally comfortable on that pouting surface, like watch out. So you now I like more 18 to one. Um, Rory was another guy like this week. There's a couple things. I, I mentioned this earlier, but you know, the iron place coming around with Rory, like, it seems like when he goes on like these really hot streaks the wedge game starts to come in and if you look at some of his proximity stats like from like 100 to 150 yards like he's actually towards the top of the PJ tour like he's starting to climb up the ranks and i mean if the wedge game is on and he putt really well on bent grass over the olympics i mean if he can do that again this week you know he wins a lot in the FedEx Cup. Maybe he can do it again. Um, I was torn about JT. I ended up getting him at twenty-eight to one. Just it, the number dropped so much. That's I'm just like I, I have to with that win equity. So, so the problem with him though, the putter has been just abysmal. But if you Not look worse. at J but if you look at JT's track record over the last couple of years, if you look at like like after disastrous putting performances and he takes like a week or two off. He usually bounces back with actually a decent performance on the greens. So it happened after the Abu Dhabi HSBC championship came back to Scottsdale and actually gained over a stroke with uh, the putter. Now he didn't pair a ball, good ball strike with him that week. So that, you know, he kind of blew that um, same thing happened at the Memorial. Like that was the famous one where I I think I laid a very heavy bet on JT that week. And he yeah. like, was awesome tee to green and lost like two strokes per round putting came back at the U S open and gain over a stroke per round putting a couple weeks later. And just, again, the ball striking didn't come back. So now we sit here after the WGC FedEx, he was awesome with his irons tee to green. You know, he was pretty good off the tee too. Whilst over a stroke with his putter. you know, is he going to bounce back? You know, maybe. And then a couple of our guys down the card here, just, I mean, it's, this is kind of a little more, you know, a little more feelsy with this one. I mean, Cam Smith has been really, we talked about him a lot tonight. He's been really close at a lot of big time tournaments over the last year. And it feels like kind of that breakthrough victory is going to come through pretty soon. So, I mean, he puts great on bank grass. The iron play has actually really improved too. I think over his last three tournaments, he's actually gained like 0.7 strokes per round with the irons. You know, he's good with the wedge game. Like he's good on par fives. His long irons are pretty good
0: too. He's good. Out lots of, the of light there. Good out of the sand. Lots of bunkers. Good yeah, out of the sand. so He's I really so get out of
1: the sand. So I like him, and then this one's another feel one, and it, maybe it's a cockamamie theory, but I'm gonna go with <laughs> it. So I noticed that a very popular matchup with the books has been Abe Answer and Joaquin Neiman all year long. Yeah, and like they kind of traded back and forth. Like you know, Neiman get the best of them, maybe Answer would get the best of them, and they have kind of been paired like in the in the odds board all year long. And now Answer finally got his big win. And now he's under 30 to 1. And you got Joaquin Neiman sitting here at 60 to 1. And I look at Neiman, I'm like, he does a little bit of the you know, similar things that Answer does. Like, he's really good ball striker, tee to green. You know, he's pretty good putter, especially on grass. He's come close to win a couple times last year, too. I mean, he lost in the playoff at The Rock and Mortgage, lost in the playoff at the Century Tournament Champions, played well at the Sony. Uh, he went toe to toe with Ram and DJ last year at the Olympia Fields. Like, Yeah, he's been knocking on the door for the last year, too. He plays well at some of these kind of comp courses to Liberty National, too. So it's 60 to one. Maybe this is the breakthrough victory for Joaquin Neiman. So I'm going to throw a little dart with that. And then, yeah, we'll see how it goes.
0: Yeah. Well, I like like my burn 66, but your Neiman to 60. So I,
1: I know you do. You yeah. you're in the tank for uh Bermuda
0: Burns on Bentgrass this week. Listen, man. Listen, dude, listen, I pot up Bermuda. This shit sucks. It's fucking miserable. Okay. Yeah. yeah right. I,
1: I live up north with a comfy uh and POA and uh no water hazards in sight. Just a big open cow pasture up here. I can't I can't
0: I I I can't wait to play I'm playing golf is it this week? What day is today? Oh, Yes, I'm, I'm going to look at Carolina, and I'm playing at some random course where I don't know where I'm going, but I know it's not going to have water hazards everywhere, and I cannot wait to play. We're going to sneak away during the I don't know one of the days during the wedding, and me and my boy are going to go play. So oh, nice, super, super excited about that. All right, well, Pamela, thank you so much for coming on. Why don't you plug all your stuff, man? Uh, I know you're active on Twitter. Um, I don't know. Give us, give us everything you want us to go find. All right. Um,
2: yeah, on Twitter is Pamela M thirty five. Uh, you can find me on Yahoo Sports. That's where I do some articles. I do some videos. College football coming up, and I can't wait. I'm going to start doing some of the NFL player props. I've already been talking about some of the NFL preseason props that I like. Um, but, yeah, that's where you can find me. I do have an Instagram, but it really is just like a personal Instagram where I do – I'm a bodybuilder, too, so I post mostly, like, bodybuilding, <laughs> you know, like, big man lift heavy shit stuff <laughs> on, 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 on my Instagram. But it's Fit 35 there. But for anything sports, it m @camila_m35 on Twitter.
0: All right. Why don't you throw? Uh, why don't you throw? What's your favorite preseason player prop? Why don't you drop? Drop your favorite preseason player prop for people so they can go run the book.
2: For the NFL, it is going to be. I don't know what the exact number is off the top of my head, but it is uh, the under passing yards on Ryan Tannehill for the Titans. I, they have a new offensive coordinator, and I think it's going to really affect things. Um, could they still do well? Absolutely. But I think the under yards was 4,200 and a half, somewhere around there. It's okay. just too high. Even with an extra game, you got to think that they're going to rest them late in the season. But their defense is still trash. And so they're going to have a hard time getting off the field. And then now, Team Henry is still going to be Team Henry. they're still probably going to run the ball. Uh, new offensive coordinators kind of, it's going to change things. And I think they can still contend in that trash division, but I, you can still get below passing yards and they can still win the conference. So I'll stick with under passing yards for Ryan Tannehill on the
0: season. All right. I like it. All right. Well, all right. Listen, you degenerates. You heard it. Go follow her, go click, go read her articles. Um, I, I wish you wouldn't give out your Instagram. The, um, <laughs> the, 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 um, but yeah, listen, go, go follow her, uh, Shapp and she's put out sports best. We need to put her up, uh, in touch with, uh, Will uh, Morsman, right? He's the, he's our tennis guy, right? That's all. Oh yeah, talking.
1: absolutely, yeah. Oh my we'll god, gonna, uh, maybe when he, he's maybe when he fires up the uh, tennis gambling podcast, uh, oh, Pamela can yeah. be a regular on
0: there. Yeah, oh my god, dude, that guy just drops knowledge on tennis. I'm like, I don't know what I'm betting. I'm just gonna tail it. I, I don't know what's happening. So, uh, so yeah, go follow him, guys. And uh, Pamela, thanks for having uh, coming on. We appreciate it.
2: Yeah, thanks for having around. Good like the best.
0: Yes, thank you. All right, so uh, you guys know where to find me, Boston Capper on Twitter, uh, Twitterless Steve. Uh, go read his articles. Uh, I'm sure you can find them on Reddit to to go upload them there. But other than that, let's go break them fucking books, boys. Later.